Good morning, everyone, again, and thank you for coming to our closing. Uh, I would like to ask everybody if we could have a moment of silence and start our closing with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thank you. So we have a couple of announcements this morning. We're going to have a speaker, uh, but I'll start with the announcements. Um, Our T-shirts are now down to $5. A bargain, a bargain. So go help yourself, uh, nightgown, workout sweatshirt, you know, whatever you're going to do, it's, it's really nice. And we have the men's and the ladies' style, so you have choices. Uh, we're going to continue to sell our 50-50 tickets in the back of the room. I think Lynn is over here in this corner. Hi, Lynn. And so feel free to go get your tickets. Also, the tape sales are going out along in the hallway if you want to order those or if you want to get them by mail or email, however you want to do it. I also want to remind everybody to please recycle your name tag, uh, Lance, it's the holder. Uh, there will be a table out there for you to put them on. And please, lanyards. Oh, the bag is in the back. Yes, Cindy has it in the back. Also, please fill out the evaluation form. Region 2 uses this information uh, for future events to find out what we could do better next time. So please fill the evaluation forms out. Uh, I wanted to ask if Laura is available. Laura F? Yes, come on, Laura. She has an announcement. And Laura is from the L.A. Intergroup. Hi, I'm Laura, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. Hi. Um, And I wanted to uh, pitch for next year's um, OA birthday party, which is going to be in L.A. It's going to be in January. If you enjoyed this event, you will uh, surely enjoy the birthday party. It's um, very similar. It's uh, people uh, people come, and there are workshops and and talks and meetings and um, meals and entertainment and uh, a a few more people than, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, right, Um, good meals. Um, a few more people that are here, so a lot and lots and lots of recovery, especially if you're not from the L.A. area. Perhaps if you come there, you will, um, you know, hear speakers you haven't heard before. Uh, that's what I did this weekend, and it was uh, absolutely great. So, um, oh, it's in February. Oh, okay. So, sorry about that. It's going to be in February of 2011. And um, if you uh, want to make a note of the website, you can I, I, there's no information up yet, but there will be. Um, it's O-A-L-A-I-G dot org. So thanks very much. Oh, and good podcasts, I hear. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Laura. And I think I'm looking for Nancy that was going to announce the cruise. All this good information for us, huh? Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a compulsive reader. And your temporary cruise director. Hey, woo! Ready to get in the pool. Woo! Ready to climb those ropes or whatever they do on cruises. I have no idea. I've never been willing to go because of the food. But OA is sponsoring an event. I, I just happened to pick up this flyer. That's all it is. I know nothing more than that. 
But uh, certainly if you go to www.oaregion3.org, March 20 to 27, 2011, from Galveston. Is that still a town? Didn't they get wiped out? Hmm. Okay, thank you. To Jamaica, the Grand Caymans, Cozumel, Mexico, on an OA trip. Wow. And you can always enter a drawing and maybe win. So look it up. Thank you, Nancy, for that information. Thank you. So I think she said March of next year, so you can do vacation planning now. All right. Um, I think now we will have David H. come up. David is going to be our um, chairperson for the 2011, thank you, convention. Yeah. Hi, I'm David, Composable Reader. Hi, David. And I want to introduce, uh, I don't think there's anybody else from my committee here, but I wanted to introduce the people we already have working on the 2011 committee. We have Joyce, veteran of Region 2. She is going to be doing registration, and she's been practicing all week. I saw her practicing all weekend. And she knows how to count, and she knows how to work with the treasurer very well. And, and she is from Orange County, and I just want to tell you a little bit about the diversity that we're having on our committee. And I have Eileen from the South Bay, and I believe she's going to be taking on workshops or we're on the program committee with us. We have an and I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Uh, we have members of our committee, uh, many people from the San Fernando Valley. We have Los Angeles represented. We have contacts down in San Diego. I'm looking for more volunteers. Uh, we have a lot of our key positions uh, already filled, but we're still looking for uh, strong people. We, and I've got to tell you, um, so if you're interested in signs and decoration, if you're interested, most of you are from Northern California, we need some committee members that would be willing to, uh, when we have conference calls or emails, to be like liaisons to our committee from up in the different intergroups. If your intergroup maybe is interested in sponsoring a workshop or doing some service, I would please see me afterwards. Um, and it's going to be a real treat. We have people on our committee that are 20 to 30 years, several members uh, that have been around a long time, longer than me, and I've been around a while. So it's going to be really great. I want to talk a little bit about the theme. If you got, I have a whole box of postcards that I'd like you, if people were here uh, Friday, you got some, but if you could, if you didn't, please see me. Also, if you can take them back to your inner groups now, I don't want to lug the box back on the plane. I've got uh, thousands, so please come take them. The, it's, what it's called is Recovery, a Blueprint for Life. It's going to be in Los Angeles at the LAX Marriott, the same place last year, the birthday, and where we've had many OA conventions. Uh, it's going to be July 8th through 10th uh, of next year, so it's right after the July 4th uh, holiday. It's a great place to make a vacation uh, Great rates for the hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. If anybody's been there, it's got a world-famous jacuzzi that always is having ad hoc meetings. Uh, beautiful pool. It, it's very convenient if you're flying in. You've got a shuttle. If you're driving LAX by freeway, you can get anywhere in Los Angeles. So I really encourage you all to come. 
You can't get to Redondo. No, you get the beautiful ocean. You just go straight down to Vista Del Mar, I think it's called, and you go straight down to Redondo. Beautiful drive. I've done it a lot lately. Um, anyway, these are the committees, though, I'm really still looking for. Like I said, Northern California, some liaisons, entertainment, science, decoration, volunteer committee, serenity, patrol. So these are, uh, and there, there's a few others. So I would encourage you, please see me afterwards. The other thing I want to talk about for a few minutes is, did everybody have a wonderful time this weekend? I, I had a great time, and, and, and I think, especially if you're new, if this is maybe your first convention or second convention, uh, when it's over, there's a letdown. And so I just want to talk about that for a minute or two, because I know when I went to my first convention, it was such... I got so much love and so much program, and I was just enveloped. And at that time, I was uh, in high school, my first convention, and uh, I went and I was it's just I had all these people loving me. And then I go home, and my parents wanted me to do things, and and, pe and my brother was fighting with me. And all of a sudden, you 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 hit reality, and it's like I'm on this special cloud. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know all these people love me, and you just want me to take out the trash? You know, and so I just, so I've learned through the years, and that's why I love conventions, because you get so much, but they don't end. And that's why we're having it again next year and the year after that. And so, please, if you had a great time, oh, Sherry's got the box in the back. Oh, they're passing them around. That's great. And we'll make more. If they're all gone, we'll print more. We'll print more. I love it. Uh, so... Really encourage people, if you had a good time, encourage, and, and when you go home, you'll either, you'll either have been with a lot of people, and I've, had, I've been in all these different situations in my life over the last few years, where you've had all these people, and you go home, and you're living alone, and you're all by yourself, and, and it's a real letdown. Or, like I'm having this weekend, I'm all alone this weekend, and it's just all about me, and I go home, and my kids want it to be, they, they're, they're going to be upset. That it was all, and they want it all about them when I get home and my wife. And so I've been on all sides. And, and so just expect that, but know that the magic we have this weekend, there'll be other conventions, and, and especially next year at the Region 2 convention, we're going to do it all again. And so just, but just plan that when you leave, what I've learned is uh, plan for something this evening. Plan whether it's, I know some people go, to plan, even though you've had meetings all weekend, plan to go to a meeting tonight. Plan to maybe make a phone call. Take yourself to a movie. Uh, do something tonight special that you can look forward to, to ease into reality. Be, because know that it'll happen. And know that whatever you had, you can tap into it again. The next convention, the next whatever. And especially there's going to be magic in Los Angeles in July. Uh, the blueprint is we want to get back to, we want, our committee wanted to get, talk about basics and building program and, and, and the steps and basics and how we use program in our life, how it's, it's the recovery we get here, it's a blueprint for our whole life. And that's what our speakers are going to be talking about and our workshops and marathons. It's all going to be how we use program in our life, how we build our life 
with the basics of program. And, and so it's all about building and, and recovery. And so I encourage you all to come. Um, and if you have questions, see me. You want to do volunteer work. It's, it's a wonderful experience, as Laverna and all her committee know. Giving service is so rewarding. And so I'd encourage you, because that's another way uh, to make this thing last. So thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you, David, and your committee. Uh, before our speaker starts, I would like to read to you from a welcome home from the Lifeline sampler. Have you ever wished you could lose 10 pounds, 20, 40, or 100 or more? Have you ever wished that once you got it off, you could keep it off? Welcome home. Welcome to OA. Have you sometimes felt out of step in the world like a homeless orphan without a place where you really belong, welcome home, welcome to OA. Have you ever wished your family would get to work or to school so that you could get busy eating? Welcome to OA, welcome home. Have you ever awakened first thing in the morning and felt happy because you remembered that your favorite goodie was waiting for you in the fridge or in the cupboard? Welcome to OA, welcome home. Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered what an insignificant person like you was doing? in the world anyway? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever cooked, bought, or baked for your family and then eaten everything yourself so that you wouldn't have to share? <laughs> we know you in OA because we are you. Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever wanted to hide in the house without going to work, without getting cleaned up, or even getting dressed, without seeing anyone or letting anyone see you? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever hidden food under the bed, under the pillow, in the drawer, in the bathroom, in the waste paper basket, the cupboard, the clothes hamper, the closet, or the car so that you could eat without anyone seeing you? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever been angry, resentful, defiant against God, your mate, your doctor, your mother, your father, your friends, your children? The salesperson at the store whose look spoke a thousand words as you tried on clothes because they were thin, because they wanted you to be thin, because you were forced to diet to please them or shut them up or make them eat their words and their looks, we welcome you to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever sobbed out of your misery in the dark night because no one loved or understood you? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever felt that God, if God existed at all, made the biggest mistake when God created you? Can you see this, that this is where such feelings get turned around? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever wanted to get on a bus and just keep going without ever once looking back? Did you do it? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever thought the whole world was a mess and they would just think, and act like you, the world would be a lot better off. Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever thought that OA people must be a bit nuts? That they might be compulsive overeaters, but you just had weight, a weight problem which you can take care of beginning tomorrow? They might be one bite from insane eating, but you are just a little, just a little or a lot overweight. Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever told anyone who would listen how great you are, how talented, 
how intelligent, how powerful, all the time knowing that they would never believe it because you didn't believe it yourself. Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever lost all of your weight and found that you were thin, unhappy, instead of fat, unhappy? Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Have you ever worn a mask or a hundred of masks because you were, weren't sure that if you shared the person you really were, no one could ever love or accept you? We accept you, NOA. May we offer you a home? Overeaters Anonymous extends to all of you the gift of acceptance, no matter who you are, where you're from, where you come from, or where you're heading to, what you have felt or haven't felt, where you have slept or with whom, who you have loved or hated. You may be sure of our acceptance. We accept you as you are, not as you would be if you could melt yourself and mold yourself and shape yourself into what other people think you should be. Only you can decide what you want to be. But we will help you work for the goals you set, and when you are successful, we will rejoice with you. And when you slip, we will tell you that we're not failures just because we sometimes fail. And we'll hold out our arms in love and stand beside you as you pull yourself back up and walk on again to where you're heading. You'll never have to cry alone again unless you choose to. Sometimes we fail to be all that we should be, and sometimes we aren't there to give you all that you need from us. Accept our imperfections, too. Love us in return and help us in our sometimes falling, failing. That's what we are in OA, imperfect but trying. Let's rejoice together in our effort and in the assurance that we can have a home if we want one. Welcome to OA. Welcome home. Thank you. Okay, and now I would like to introduce our closing speaker. Her name is Francine, and she's joining us from Tempe, Tempe Texas. Temp oh, I'm sorry. That's because I, was, I lived in Temple, Texas one time. Tempe, Arizona. Hello. Did we have a wonderful weekend? I did. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, family. I'm Francine. I'm gratefully recovering. And I am home. I'm home wherever I go when I see OA people. And so I'm visiting from um, Region 3. Thanks for talking about the crows. Come. It'll be fun. They came down the aisle, and the, the gal was collecting the name tags. And I said, no, don't take my tag, because when I get up here, I'll probably forget everything, including my name. That's how it always starts. But then God always steps in with me. I, of course, I'm going to follow that little format about, well, what it was like, what happened, and where I am now. But I first want to tell you a little story that I think kind of sums up my recovery. 
So yesterday, um, usually when I'm at hotels and I travel for OA, um, I put that little sign out, privacy, because I'm kind of a messy person in my room. I'm also kind of, you know, uh, an addict, and I like everything really well organized, so I have everything sitting out in the bathroom ready to go because I'm not a morning person. And when they said I had to be up at, you know, 7.45 this morning for breakfast, I was like, oh, dear God, you're kidding me. (laughs) However, it was worth it. The speaker was great. So I don't like them to come in my room. You know, I don't vacuum my floor every day. I don't make my bed every day. I don't clean my bathroom every day. Why should someone have to do that for me when I'm traveling? So I put out that little privacy thing. So, you know, been here a couple days. I guess the hotel got kind of worried, so they sent a woman to my door. And she knocked, and she said, hi, you had that little sign out. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, is there anything that we can do for you? And I said, no, not really. I'm having a wonderful time. You know, everything is fantastic. And she had, like, papers and towels and whatever, I guess anticipating I might say I needed more towels or, you know, I might need a hair dryer or whatever. She had kind of a little cart with her filled with things. And I said, no, really, I'm fine, I'm fine. And and she took everything off of her arm to reveal a box of chocolates and she said so would you like chocolate now the real answer to that is yes hell yes I'd like chocolate but since I haven't had it for 10 years now I guess I'll choose to say no you can no longer fix me with chocolate So that's the story. See, there's the story in a nutshell. It just happens all the time. So what was it like? Well, let's put it this way. Prior to program, uh, you would not want to know me. You would definitely not want to have me standing up here talking to you um, because I wasn't a nice person. I um, had my definite things that I thought the world revolved around the main one being me and if you got in my road I was most likely to mow you over I couldn't listen to you I couldn't see you I couldn't hear you and frankly I didn't really give a shit if you existed there you were and the only reason you were there is if it had anything to do with me I um, I learned that in OA, we all come in in different ways, and mine was a little bit different. Um, I was not overweight as a child. As a matter of fact, I was probably um, anorexic. And But I had this family who loved food, and I loved food. And it was all about the food. While we were eating breakfast, we were talking about what we were going to have for lunch and where we were going to go for dinner. That was the only topic of conversation, like how did you make it? How did you cook it? How much is there? I still have relatives in my family that email me their food. No, I'm not their food sponsor, but I get their food every day. Here's what I did today, and here's what I ate. So this is my family of origin. My family was extremely extremely, extremely, did I say that enough? Extremely overweight. To give you an example, I have an aunt, I had an aunt, and she died, and I don't know if it was really a state law, as they told us, or if it was just morbid curiosity. 
but they told us that they had to weigh her and they didn't have a scale that would weigh her so they took her to a meat packing plant and weighed her on their scale there that's how heavy she was so i grew up in this family there was nothing about food you know just everything was food everything was food how to cook it you know what to do with it and i didn't really um pay that much attention because as a kid i had this fortunate thing of i could eat whatever i wanted in voracious quantities um once i was known to remark at a meal there was a certain thing that wasn't served and i looked down at my plate and i said where are the mashed potatoes and there weren't any and i said well i'm not eating if they're not mashed potatoes it's not a meal i'm from the midwest it was beef and starch and you know you name it we had it and so very early on i was attached to food and just you know it was everything to me it was my god and i had friends who dieted i didn't think too much about that i didn't have to do it and my life progressed along and i'd love to tell you it was just lovely but it wasn't it just got crazier and crazier and crazier and as it went along um i didn't really know i had a problem i wasn't really aware of that you know that might have been your your story my not of that was mine it was like hmm i don't know things seem crazy just because i'm trying to tell everyone what to do and they don't always pay attention to me that works fine for me because if you didn't pay attention for me poof you're out of my life that included husband you know that included whatever you know you didn't go along with my plan you were gone so life continued along i had this job a very high stress job and i never got anywhere because everyone i worked for was always a bitch you know that feeling you know when i saw i got in a program i discovered you know maybe i should take a look at myself i was the one who was always the constant in that picture those bosses were always changing but each one i had hmm she just wasn't nice he wasn't nice you know um so life kind of rolled along for me things happened you know the same things that we have in all of our lives i i had a rape i had um a minister and I'm telling this because it becomes important in my story. I had a minister who um when I was going to leave my husband um made advances to me. And um I I chose at the time to really kind of bury that because I thought well that's not what I've been taught what happens in church. You're safe in church. People there are nice to you, they're kind, they're loving. He certainly couldn't mean what I think he means. Um he certainly, you know, that hugging, he's just being nice and kind to me because I'm in distress. So, um at that point I became very angry at God. I'm going to tell you how angry. I had a Bible and I had notes in it and highlights and everything else and I ripped it up page by page. I burnt it. um you know i didn't even do anything nice with the ashes i was just done with that here in my moment of distress you know i felt god had filled me so fast forward a little bit you know you can fill in some of those other crummy things that happened you all have them in your lives um they happened to me too so i um 
had this job, and someone walked up to me one day. Now, keep in mind, I'm at that point addicted to the scale because I'm starting to gain weight. But having never been from that diet mentality, I know not what to do about it. So I just keep getting on the scale every day. Not just once, not just twice, probably about 10 times an hour. And I'm looking at it going, I don't know what the hell is going on here because I'm like thinking about this a lot and nothing is changing. The number is just going up. What's happening? I don't get that. You know, and I wasn't willing to do that diet thing. That was for my friends. It wasn't for me. And surely, surely this climb on the scale would stop. But it didn't. It kept going up and up and up. And I had no idea what to do about it. And at that point, I engaged in all those behaviors that we're also familiar with. I hid food. I took food out of the trash. I ate things that were frozen. You know, I, you name it, I did it. Um, every night I would buy, um, you know, there's one of those wholesale stores where you can buy um, chocolate, you know, by the case. Not by the bar, by the case. And I went through one of those a day. And then I would, um, it had a foil wrapper, and I would like wad it up until I got this big ball like this, and then I would hide that ball because I didn't want anyone to know that I was eating like that. Now, the signs were fairly obvious on my body. However, I was still in denial. So there I was, you know, gaining weight, not knowing what to do, getting on that scale gazillions of times a day, and nothing was changing. So I had this friend at work, and, um, oh, I was going to tell you. So this person walked up to me at work, and I was probably like, um, which nowadays probably, you know, wouldn't be unusual, but at the time it was. I was like in my early 40s, and she walked up to me, and I had just married my second husband, the keeper that I still have, for 30 years. And um, she looked at me, and she said, oh, how darling, you're pregnant. And I went, no, I'm not. You know, the the guilt and the shame of that and this, you know, having to go every couple of weeks and buy new clothing. You know, it was just, it was horrendous. And here was this, you know, kept escalating up and up and up, and I didn't know what to do about it. And I had this friend that sat next to me at work, and she became my eating buddy. You've had one of those, right? You go, and all you do is eat. You know, through the eating, you try to talk to one another, but you're not really hearing anything because it's really about the food and how much food they're bringing you and is the food right and you know how all that goes. So um, we tried many things together, and I won't even outline them for you. I just want to tell you about one. We did try, um, you know, the one where you go in and they weigh you. You stand on the scale, and the person's supposed to whisper to you your weight. But I had this really mean woman, and instead she would call out every week, Oh, my God, Francine, what have you done? You've gained again. You've gained five pounds. You've gained, and she's announcing it to the whole group, you know. And I'm like, really? I don't think she's supposed to be shouting that out, you know. And so the guilt and the shame just kept coming. But nothing changed. I just kept eating. I couldn't stop. I absolutely could not stop. Um, You know, I made promises. I broke them. I brought God back into my life a tiny bit and that I did the bargaining prayers. You know those. Okay, dear God, if you will please just take this effing weight off of me. I promise tomorrow I'll be really good and I won't break any of your rules. You know, that didn't work either. 
So there I was, didn't know what to do. And then my friend got transferred to a different office. We continued to be friends. And once a month, we met. Of course, what did we meet for? We met for lunch. You know, we met to eat. And all of a sudden, before I'd ever heard this in the program, I saw something different in her. And it wasn't that she was losing weight. She was. But it was suddenly she became calm and serene. And we weren't like yelling at waiters and waitresses anymore. You know, she would say, oh, I think I ordered this, but that's okay. You know, this will be fine. And when I got out of my food fog long enough, you know, to really take a look at her, I was like, I don't know what she has or what's changed, but I want it. So she started to tell me about this wonderful program she had found called OA, also known as Overeaters Anonymous. Now, the only thing I knew about anonymous programs at that time was a little bit about AA. Sorry to the AA people in the room. I'll make my amends ahead of time. The only thing I knew about drunks was I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and for sport, we took relatives down to Larimer Street to see the drunks on the street. So that was my idea of a person who was drunk. I didn't know that they could be the person next to me, the doctor, the professor, you know, from any walk of life. I thought they were people in the gutter and they were hopeless. So when she told me about this anonymous thing, I was like, yeah, whatever. But she just very gently kept telling me about OA and inviting me to come. And I was really kind of like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, you know. I I tried that that thing with you and you know what we do at the end of that meeting is if we had lost weight that week we went catty corners of Dunkin Donuts and celebrated and if we had gained weight that week we went catty corner to Dunkin Donuts and you know commiserated the fact that we hadn't done well and then we went to lunch okay so you know I was like these things just don't work and and I had that image in in my mind of my family and I knew where I was going and where I was going was to the grave And at the time, um, I started having physical problems. I would get up in the night to go to the bathroom, and it was about between, you know, here and not even quite to the end of the the podium here. And um, I would be out of breath. I'd have to sit on the edge of the bed, you know, when I came to get back in bed because I was out of breath with this exertion from getting up to go to the bathroom. And um, I took my grandson and his friends um, to a hockey rink in Arizona, and they all, the cute little kids, and they wanted to skate, and um, so, you know, they they needed help, they were little, with getting their skates, so I got down on the ground to help them put on their skates, and discovered I could not get back up. I had no way to physically lift myself back up, and um, the little boys were like, well, we'll go get some of the hockey players, and I was mortified. And I was like, no, I'm thinking in my head, I'll hurt someone, I'll kill someone if they try to raise me up. You know, this will be them lifting the whale up and they'll get hurt, you know. And I finally like crawled on my hands and knees over to some lockers and managed to claw my way into the little vents on the locker and stand up. So that's how bad it was. So I weighed, um, I don't know exactly how much more I weighed, because I started lying to myself about that once it went over 250. I wore a size 26. And when I wore a size 26, um, it was a, 
a big 26. I don't know, you know, 26s don't come with any shape. They're basically a tent, you know, so you can hide a lot even in a 26. And, um, you know, there I was, didn't know what to do, so she sent me to OA. So I went. And, um, but being the little codependent that I was, I didn't go by myself. I took my daughter with me. She needed the program way worse than I did. She had been heavy all of her life. I had not. So she obviously needed the program. So I took her along, and my friend said this one thing to me, and it's what saved my life, and it's why I'm standing here today. She said, would you promise me you'd go to six meetings before, you know, you decide you don't want what we have? Sure. It's easy. I'm also a people pleaser. I can do that. So um, the first five meetings, my daughter came with me. She was a trooper. She bought us all the books. We got the big book. We got the 12 and 12. We got notebooks. We got cute little pins that matched. We had highlighters. We had all the accoutrements for the program, right? However, I did nothing except for sit and look at her as she cried, and everyone hovered around her, and I thought, what in the hell she keeps crying about? You know, and mine was hidden so deep. It was like, yeah, yeah it's all about her. And um, and I was this. I, I was at my still my home group meeting, and I was like, these people are total idiots. They keep saying these twelve steps and twelve traditions over and over again. My God, I have them memorized by now. I've only been here for two weeks. They have to keep repeating them. What's wrong with them? Then they started talking about these steps, and not only did you have to work them, you had to work them again. They must really be stupid. They have to work them over. What is the deal with that? You know? So finally, about the, the, right before my sixth meeting, I call my daughter. I'm like, are you picking me up or am I picking you up? She says, I'm never going back there again. I hate it. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't think it was that bad, but you cried a lot. Okay. And, um, okay. And, I, I, and, you know, the temptation was really, truly great. Because trust me, in those first five meetings, I heard absolutely nothing that you had to say. Nothing. And the temptation was very great to um, just not go. And then I remembered my promise to my friend who I was having lunch with that week. And I was like, damn, I have to go one more time. And I actually considered that my first meeting because that was the first time I actually walked in for myself on my own and actually admitted to myself that I had the problem and that I was home and that I needed some help. So the next year was kind of all fuzzy. I mean, I would have hated to have been in a meeting with me. I still couldn't focus. Um, I, I originally came in in the HOW program, and my friend said, look, there's different ways of working the program, so just read the literature, and, you know, it gives it to you. So I knew that they technically weren't supposed to be passing out these plans of eating that, you know, or that whatever color was in vogue right then sheet. And um, my main thing on that was I didn't really care about that. I just wasn't having someone else tell me how to eat. No, thank you. And so I didn't want to get the sheet. You know, don't give me your sheet. And um, so I didn't get a sponsor. I didn't get a sheet. I didn't get anything. I just sat there, you know, being really resentful about how crazy you all were. You know, I couldn't see it in myself yet. I could not see it. And... Um, so I eventually, someone said, I said something about blah, 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 something, and this person said, well, do you have a sponsor? And I said, no. Well, I'll be your sponsor. Well, okay. 
But here's how bad I was. You're not going to tell me how to eat. I'm not writing down my food. I'm not calling it in to you. I'm not standing up there at the end of 30 days and reeling off my thing. You know, I'm not, I told her everything I wasn't going to do. Thank you, God, for her. She's still in my life. And she was like, that's okay. You call me and we'll talk about what you're going to do. And I called her and from then on, it just became this program of, you know, somebody gives me a suggestion. I always like this line. You can jump out of an airplane. It's suggested you have a parachute. You know? It's suggested I have a plan of eating. So I do. It's suggested I do some steps. Damn it. So I do. You know? It's suggested that I have a sponsor. So I do. It's suggested that I call her. So I do. You know? As my sponsor says to me to this day, Francine, you do not have to like it. You just have to do it. Dang! That took care of all the excuses that I had. So, um, I was lucky. I, um, abstinence just came to me. And it, and don't get me wrong though. It wasn't like some fairy came and waved a wand and boom, I was abstinent. I had to do different things. So the first thing I did different was I used to eat all day long and most of the night. And so I started having a beginning and an end to a meal. That three zero one thing. Oh God, I hated it. I made phone calls. Sometimes I felt like I called somebody every minute, going, "How the hell do you do this? You know, I want, I want chocolate, I want popcorn, I want all my sugar foods. You know, how am I supposed to do this? You call someone. You write. You, um, you know, you use our tools. Okay. You know, I'll do that. Um, you know, it was easy, but it wasn't easy. I had to do the footwork. I still have to do the footwork. So I just kept progressing, and then um, I'm going to finish my story with this, and then I'm going to talk to you about something else. Um, what I saw as I looked around this room, so I was in this great speaker meeting where every week they had a different speaker, and it was just a packed room. Probably not California standard. I mean, you guys are awesome. We don't have as many many people in Region 3, but um, for us it was a big meeting because the room was packed, and there were like 40 people sardined into the room. But here's what would happen. People would come in, and this person who I discovered, you know, they qualified when they would, would do the opening. My name is so-and-so, and I've been here such and such, and I've been asking them for such and such from such and such, and, you know, whatever. And um, so this one person I knew had been there a long time, and people would come in, and she'd go, oh, Jay, you're back. Welcome back. Oh, Jan, you're still there. You know, how long have you been gone? Oh, it's been five years now. And I think, really, people come in and they leave, you know, what's the deal with that? And then I would hear these people who had been gone, I would hear them tell their stories, and it was never a pretty picture. It was always horrible. It was always just devastating. There had been, you know, near-death experiences, health problems, weight gain, you know, you name it, they had it. But the one thing I heard them say was, well, I knew this was where the answer was, so I came back. So that got my attention. I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those revolving people. I don't want to come in and out. I don't want to come in and out. Um, 
You know, so what do the people that stay here do that those people that went out didn't do? And I have got the answer for you. Service. That was exactly what they did. Whether it was put out the chairs at the meeting, you know, whether it was put out the literature, whether it was, you know, go to the, the business conferences, whatever, that was what they did was a service. So I was like, really? Okay, I get that. I think I'll raise my hand and do something. And boy, as soon as I did, uh, I was just rocketed into that fifth dimension. And it talks about in the big book because, you know, I could like dis- disappoint myself a lot, but I was still that people pleaser and I wasn't going to disappoint you. So if I said I was going to do it, I did it. I no longer do service for that reason. However, at the time, that worked for me. That, that kept my butt in the chair, kept me coming back. So um, I just did that, and my program progressed. My plan of eating progressed. Um, I have a definition of abstinence. It um, includes my plan of eating, but it's not exclusively equal to my plan of eating. Um, like I said, I do service. Um, I sponsor people. I, you know, I use the tools, I, I work the program, I do the steps, all to the best of my ability. I do one thing perfectly in the program, one thing. I get my butt in that chair whether I need to or not. That's the only thing I've done perfectly in this program is get there. I just keep coming back. Like a bad penny, I keep turning up, you know, especially when I don't want to. That's when I know I have to go to the meeting. Okay, so... um so that's my story, you know, pretty much basically, and you've all, you know, heard the same stories. But I wanted to talk to you just briefly about um, this bridge idea, this building the bridge to recovery. So I was in um, San Francisco before I came down here to San Mateo, and um, I was standing there looking at the Bay Bridge. You know, and it's this huge, expansive thing. We don't have that in the desert where I'm from. We have some little bridges and you know, some little freeway overpasses, but we have nothing to rival those two bridges you guys have here in California. Just nothing like that. And I started looking at it, and I began to wonder, like, how the heck do you build a bridge in the middle of a bay? How does that happen? I have no idea, you know. And my husband was with me, and he said, it's just really fascinating, isn't it? And he said, you know, they have to figure out a way to get those pillars, you know, the concrete down through all that water. And, you know, I'm not scientific, you know, I'm not an engineer, but I'm thinking about that, and I thought, that is kind of what we do here in our program when we want to build a bridge. We're like that water. You know, water goes everywhere. It moves. It, it um erodes things, you know, give it enough time and a rock becomes sand. And so trying to put that foundation down is like trying to build that bridge across that bay. You know, it can be a little shaky. And how the heck do you, you know, I still don't know. How do you make cement form, you know, in water? And who has the technical ability to do that span and all that? I don't know. However, I know in this program how you do that. And it's found in the big book. It's found in the 12 and 12. It's found in the fellowship. Those are all the keys. And it tells us exactly how to do it. And the piece that I want to talk to you about is 
So when my friend sent me to the program, she said, oh, right as I was getting ready to go to the first meeting, she says, oh, that's one thing I forgot to tell you. I said, what? She said, they're going to talk about a three-letter word there, starting with a G, God. And I went, oh, I'm out. You know, she said the nicest thing to me, and it's just the most lovely thing. She said to me, you're not religious, but you're one of the most spiritual people that I know, and you'll be okay there. And I was. And I came to believe and rely upon my higher power, who I choose to call God, and sometimes grace, and, you know, sometimes, hey, you. (laughs) And, um... I know that when you look out there in that murky water that is your disease and you think about putting down that foundation, I know what you can do is come to these rooms and you're going to find out how to build that bridge to recovery. You know, and then you're going to walk that path every day. So I'm going to give you, this is a radical philosophy in OA. Um, it's mine. Take it if you want, like anything else. You know, if you don't like it, leave it here. I believe once you step on that path to recovery, you never step off it again. Because God is not going to take you and throw you to the curb. He's not going to leave you in that muddy water trying to make your foundation. God is going to help you build that foundation. God is going to let you... Get that foundation firmly anchored, even one to you. Okay, so you've been on the Bay Bridge. I have. You get on it. It sways a little bit, right? It's not perfectly still. It's not just there and steady all the time. You kind of sway a little bit when you're on that bridge. So that happens to you, and that's going to happen to you in the program. But what I want you to take away today is everything you've learned this weekend about how to just keep walking across that bridge to recovery. And the whole time you're on that bridge, you're in recovery. You don't leave recovery simply because you have an extra green bean or simply because um, you've been abstinent but you've gained weight or simply because your sponsor told you to do the fourth step and, you know, like me, for a year, you tried to figure out the best way to do it where you had 13 ways and finally someone said, just pick one, damn it, you know, and do it. Um, You don't leave recovery because of those things. You have this foundation. So the only thing you can do is fail to walk across that bridge. And that bridge has been built by everybody that came before you in a way. I think every one of you who's been here, you know, oh, I forgot to say, I've been here for 10 years. Um, Everybody who's been here longer than I have or everybody who's been here, you know, less time than I have, you have built that bridge for the rest of us to walk upon. And I'm 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 not going to read to you from it, but I'm going to call your attention to pages 84 through 87 of your big book because right there it tells you exactly what you have to do. So pitfalls on the bridge quickly. Anger, resentment, fear, our biggest three. It says we cannot afford to have them. That doesn't mean occasionally we can have them or I'll have them until tomorrow. It means we cannot have them. So watch out for those. And when you have that, you know, do some work around that. Take a different action. You know, we have that chapter called Into Action. It's not called Into Thinking. 
You know, I can think a lot about what I'm going to do for recovery. It doesn't do a damn bit of good for me. I have to take a different action. So take an action. And um, one of the actions that you have to take is in steps 11 and 12, and that is prayer and meditation. And I hear people, my sponsor, who's been in the program for like 32 years, says to me, I really don't get that meditation thing, Francine. How the hell do you do that? You know? Um, my religious practice, you know, we do that every day. But there's no right or wrong way to do meditation. But it does tell us in the big book. It doesn't say you pray occasionally. It doesn't say that you meditate occasionally. It says that you do this practice daily. And it can be done in five seconds, five minutes, five hours. It can be done with every breath you take. Every breath you take can just be a meditation. It can be a gratitude to your higher power for what has been brought to you and whatever you're facing. Because in that book, big book, are all the answers for how to face every single thing that happens to us. We don't darn it. We don't get the perfect life when we get in recovery. But we learn how to live life. We learn how to keep walking on that bridge. And when you feel it swaying a little bit, you know, that's when you pick up the phone. That's when you pick up the literature. That's when you pick up the pen. You know, you know what the tools are. I'm not telling you something you've never heard before. The the thing is, what are you going to do with it when you leave here today? You know, are you going to take it home with you and say, here's what I can do to recover today. So one thing I've learned in the program, and I hate this, I just hate it worse than anything in the program, is I can't recover today on yesterday's program. What worked for me yesterday, whether it's my food plan, whether it's my, um, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't necessarily work today. Damn it. I hate that. You know, but it also makes me dependent upon my higher power who leads the way. It makes me dependent upon each one of you who helps me when I need that help. So there we are, you know, we're all on that bridge together, walking to recovery. And um, I want you to think about another thing. I, I like the person who talked about the reentry. I want you to think about this. This is the thing I want you to um take away with you today that you get to go shopping in God's store now. I'm throwing it open to you. And whatever you want in there, peace, tranquility, abstinence, a different plan of eating, a different sponsor, a new sponsor, an old sponsor who comes back, the willingness to go to a meeting, any of those things you want, they are in God's store simply for the asking and I want you to go out today as you leave and I want you to bring those things forth because each and every one of you is worthy in God's eyes and is worthy of recovery so my wish for you is that you have physical recovery you have emotional recovery You have mental recovery. You have spiritual recovery. And it is right here 
The foundation is laid, and all you have to do is start walking across that bridge. Thank you. My compulsive reader, and could I have the uh, our our committee up here, real quick, just stand in front. If we can still stand, okay. All right. Um, you know, uh, some of us joined, you know, five months ago. Some of us have been here for like 17, 18 months. And, you know, we just want to acknowledge one person that, you know, we did our darndest, you know, by sending her a thousand emails and 200 phone calls to drive her insane. But, you know, she still survived. So, so we, we would like to acknowledge and thank our chairwoman, Laverna. And uh, we have uh, real nice plants for her. One other thing, uh, if you are looking for a meeting tonight, the Berlingame 730 uh, meeting, it's 405 El Camino Real in Berlingame, we'll be meeting tonight. So. Exactly. Yes. It's a dollar a ticket or six tickets for five dollars and Mike. How much money is involved? Oh, she's going to give us a total on how much money is involved. Yeah, it was it was about three fifty last night, so it's got to be more today. I bought some today. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys really love the speakers at this event? And you know you can just walk outside and get a copy of all those speakers and take it home with you so you can relive this convention. Is that cool? But do you think sometimes, gee, I wish I had more convention speakers, but they're not out there. You know where they are? They're on the Region 2 website. Go to the website, O-A-R-2, like rowing the boat, O-A-R, O-A-R-2, 
David told me that. And, and you can actually click on speakers from prior conventions. I think there's two years where we allow all-star tapes to sell them, and then they go on our website. So there's being new ones are being sent every time. And speaking of the website, I just want you to know that I, due to the work of our webmaster and and Region 2, we have now every intergroup in Region 2, except Veracruz, which is a new Mexican intergroup, as of today is on, has a website. It is, so, um, yeah, so we're out there, we're visible to the world, we're visible to everyone, so go look at our website and listen to those speakers. Okay, so I hope we have some angels here. Remember those angels, those O A R two angels. Is there somebody here that's not wearing a white ribbon? No, that doesn't. That is just it has never been an R two rep. Who's never been an R two rep? Come on down. Okay, yeah, we need somebody to pick the winner going to win next year's convention. Here we go. Ta-da-ta-da. -ta -da. Marilyn DeFario. Ah! All right. Thank you. All right, so that was one of the perks of being a Region 2 rep. Think about doing that. Our next uh, uh, assembly is in October. I think it's October 22nd to 24th. Yes, in Los Angeles. At the LA, LAX Hilton? Marriott. LAX Marriott. Okay, so... Um, there are a couple people here who have are working on the region, the World Service uh, Convention. Hannah is doing um, the program speakers. Uh, you're going to say you're going to talk about something else. And um, Lynn, Lynn is doing working on the PR. So there are people from up here working on it. I hope you all will go. We have just this many cards left that were just printed up for the convention, but these, uh, so if you need them to take them to your um, intergroup, I'll leave them here and you can come pick them up. Um, the convention is going to be about 1,500 people from all over the world, and it is in Los Angeles. It won't be in our state for another 20 years. So it's close. So if you want to go to a World Service Convention, it's close this, this year. And it's very exciting because it's our 50th, like we celebrated today, this weekend. So uh, it has all the same things that we have here, the, you know, marathon and special focus meetings, and, um, you know, speakers and banquets and uh, opening and closing. 
and dance and entertainment, but there's also a Cafe Olay, which is going to have uh, professional musicians and performers who are OA members. So uh, that's happening there, and there's an international lounge. It, uh, so think about going. If you are wanting to do service there, want to be a speaker, Hannah's collecting names. Uh, they, uh, you need to register by July 3rd in order to be a speaker at that meeting. And if you register by July 3rd, it only costs you 110 for registration. After that, it's after that, it's 140. And if you uh, want to register there on site, it's 150 for the whole convention. There's also prices for just going for one of the days, uh, different prices. So think about going. It'll be a wonderful hit of recovery. And think about doing service. It helps. Uh, yeah, the other ways you can do service, you could be a Region 2 rep, you could be a World Service delegate. Think about doing those. And you could be on the Region 2 board. There are um, three or four positions going to be open this in, in October. Think about running for a Region 2 board position. It's great service. Or be a trustee. There's always a opening for a general service trustee, and three years it will be an opening for a Region 2 trustee. So think about doing that. And in order to do that, you need to do some service and be abstinent. And so there's work to do in order to be able to do these other levels of service. And we need you. Thanks. I'm Mary Compulsive Overeater. Hello, and I'm Publications Coordinator on the board. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about these pens that you see on your chairs. They aren't just so that you can write your 10 steps on the way home, although you can do that with these pens. But uh, these are from the Public Information Committee of Region 2. And the idea is to take these out into the world and leave them in coffee shops and restaurants and banks and things. And uh, just to let compulsive overeaters know that we are here for them. I think you heard the statistic that there are 50-some thousand people in OA. That's not a lot when you think how big the problem is. So there are people out there who need us. So the pens are a way for us to let them know we're here. There are also some post-it notes back there that you can take with you. And we encourage you to go back to your inner groups and make your own pens and your own note cards and leave them out there so that we can spread the message of what we're getting in our recovery. So thanks for letting me share. Hi, Mike, compulsive over here. All right, someone uh, left one of the recovery um, books in the, in the women's bathroom, and I have it, so see me. I'll be in the back. And um, uh, the parking validation, back there, Molly's got the, the, so if you need to get your, your parking ticket stamped, see her. And, um, let's see. Sorry, it was handed to me. <laughs> All right, um, like this story. So, um, are we, are we ready, Lynn? Or okay, we we uh, we need to cut it off. All right.
I have an announcement. I'm Rebecca. I'm a recovering anorexic bulimic. Hi, everybody. Uh, my roommate, Ren, lost her Kindle, which is an electronic book. It's about this big. If anybody saw it, it was in the gym, um, either in the cardio room or the workout room. If you guys, if anybody has seen it or um, heard of somebody that may have found one, please let me know. I appreciate it. Thanks. Wasn't our speaker great? Okay, I have another lost and found item, a photo of a lady in pink and a lady in blue jeans that was found in the boutique. If this belongs to anyone out there, we'll have it up here. Okay. And I, there's no name on the back, so there's no reference as to who these two folks might be. So I think we're going to have our drawing for uh, 50-50 and the quilt in Afghan. So get your tickets out. And let me go get mine. Yeah. We're going to do the quilt first. Hi there, everybody. My name is Lynn, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. Hi. And the first drawing we're going to do is for the first prize quilt drawing. So I'll go ahead and first ticket out. Everyone got their tickets? Do I have that of my own? Yeah. Oh, yes, I have. Then let me draw Oh, yeah, Mike's going to draw it. He's impartial. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, uh, Anne, can you bring the quilt up? Anne, can you bring the quilt up so everybody can see how pretty? There we go. We got it. And there's Afghan, too. That's the second prize. Okay? Somebody from L.A. Oh, okay. We have our first winner of our beautiful quilt. That is Tony from, it looks like, the L.A. area, 310. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. Ticket number 1047. 1047. Tony with an I. T-O-N-I. Okay. So I'll go ahead and get in touch with Tony and work out getting the quilt to her. Okay. Or Afghan. Oh, no, that was the quilt. That was the quilt run. So the next item is for our Afghan. In fact, does anyone have a pen so I can write down that Tony was our quilt winner? Sure, I got Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. So, writing it down here that she won the quilt. Okay. So our second item we're going to draw off is our beautiful queen-size afghan knitted by Mitch's daughter. And the lucky winner is Monia Johnson, ticket number 1227. Monia Johnson. That's a 408 area code. Well, congratulations to Monia. I'll get in touch with Monia to make sure she gets this. Afghan. Okay. All right. And finally, our 50-50 drawing. The total take, with to take home, right? The total take home is $253.50 to the winner today. That's half, half of our 50-50 drawing. <laughs> okay. And I think they're, let's see, initials LQ, ticket number, oh, ticket number 2960040.
I guess that's Lewis. everybody for supporting the region in this drawings. We really appreciate it. This Leanne. I'd like to offer the gigantic O's and A's to people who might have important people in their lives with those initials. These giant ones. One A is spoken for, but there's that leaves three O's and two A's. So, do I hear an O? Anyway, grab them, take them. Okay, I want to thank everybody for attending uh, our convention this weekend. Uh, the, my committee worked really hard to bring this to you, and of course we had the, the wisdom and the guidance of our Region 2 board and invaluable information from Randy, uh, our events coordinator, toward the end, and Hannah began with us when we first started 18 months ago. So I'd like to thank them all so very much. Thank you for your efforts. And I would like, I'd like to thank everyone who read, moderated, who spoke throughout the conventions, as well as all who volunteered their service uh, for other service opportunities throughout the weekend. Your assistance has made this weekend a great success, and we could not have done it without you. Okay. And I just want to, one more reminder out there, don't forget your tapes, he's out in the hall, and stay plugged into the system. You know, this helps me so much, coming to the conventions, going to the meetings, uh, whatever it is you do. But stay plugged into the system because the party lives on in the World Service 2010 convention. And it is close. It's in Los Angeles. It's not like you have to go to Philadelphia or Texas, you know, or, or New Orleans. So stay plugged into the World Service convention and take these cards back to your group and and get registered and there will be people from all over the world you'd be amazed all over the world you meet so many nice people so thank you very much everybody have a safe ride or fly home and thank you so much for your service and if we could all stand up and hold hands and end our um our conference with the oa promises yeah circle circle would be nice or whatever works for you whatever works